you're a scientist, allegedly. I mean, I've only obviously got your word for that, but 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 um. Uh-huh. <laughs> like all of those pilots on pakistan airways did you hear about that no what, what happened uh, like they found out like i think it was something like 30 percent of the pilots on pakistan airlines had no license they'd faked it all oh. um yeah so there's a job there if you need one so so <laughs> listen so listen there's if you haven't i'm i don't know if you know uh, oh god what's his name now uh my favorite ever scientist was richard feynman and I read okay. his books and watched some of his uh, his his lectures because he was a great communicator. And I, apart from having an interest in science, mm-hmm. I, no particular skill, but but an interest. The things that I can't do always interest me. And uh, but he, so he was this for the audience. He was a um, he was a Nobel Prize winning physicist, but he had this yeah. uncanny ability to to be able to communicate complex subjects so he should be a case study really for anybody who wants to who wants to uh learn how to be able to communicate anyway when he was a kid growing up and just give it a couple of this because he was a crazy guy and if you haven't mm-hmm. read the book surely you're joking mr Feynman. anybody you don't have to have any interest at all in science it's a it's a fabulously fabulously fun read and uh in there it talks like everything through to, he worked on the manhattan project you know where they developed the nuclear uh, the nuclear mm-hmm. bomb Yep. So he worked there, but he had, he had all these hobbies like lock picking. He used to make radios when he was a kid and he used to like to pick locks and he was constantly breaking into the safe of his general at this, uh, <laughs> this uh, Manhattan project. And the general would get really upset with him and, and, and he'd be like, well, you know, he, he was evidencing their lack, uh, lack of security. Anyway, um, <laughs> he was also, I think he, he was like number two. He like he was the world's second best bongo playing champion. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, was a really colorful character. Yeah, he was a beautiful yeah. man. He was a beautiful man. And, um, but anyway, when he was a kid and he used to fix radios to make some extra money, it's just like this, this Jewish kid growing up in the, in the Bronx. I think it was in the Bronx. And um, he walked, he was walking down the street. I don't know, he sort of, some guy cut him up in an ice cream van or something, started shouting at him and he was waving his arms around because he was Italian. So he turned around, he started shouting back and making up words because he didn't understand the guy, he didn't understand the accent. So he started making up Italian sounding words and waving his arms around. And he said to his surprise, the guy thought he was Italian as well. (laughs) (laughs) Because he said, uh, he found out later on, that there's so many different accents and regions in Italy, yep. and it's very hard. Is that true? Absolutely, yeah. If you go, yeah. I mean, you, you drive out for an hour, you probably don't understand what they're saying. Yeah, so that's exactly, so basically they thought he was Italian. So he realized, actually, if you want to act Italian, just just talk very loudly and wave your arms around, and, and you've got it nailed. Yeah. That's pretty much what I do. Don't just give secrets away. Just don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, so what we're going to do... <laughs> What show is this again? <laughs> oh it's my the- god! <laughs> I've got. I've actually made some notes this week. I thought I've got to get. I've got to get professional at this. You've uh, made notes. Oh wow! I am impressed. I know. I, this, is, this is almost <laughs> a guarantee of failure, right? <laughs> I've made I'm just gonna say, you, 
Yeah, you've but you always make notes. I've never make notes. I just you know ramble <laughs> on. Just it. <laughs> I, just, I just wing it every single time. Tasted yeah, um, like coffee. It was good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, at the end of the day, we all get round to the coffee eventually, and and you know, but mm -hmm. but listen. So I got a few things I wanted to say. The first is that this week we're we're releasing. I think I've already actually put it up on the site. I can actually say this week because we're so far behind in our recording our podcast that this is actually going out tomorrow. So oh, wow, yeah, yeah. So this is actually this is like we're now suddenly in real time. Oh dear God! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make the joke about it's winter and stuff like that anymore. It's 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 actually as it is. Well, I mean, until yesterday, it did look like September or November. I mean, I was I was yeah. actually joking with my wife. She was saying, "Oh, it's kind of a nice mild November." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty. It was been pretty wet. Um, so anyway, so this week, uh, I'm I'm uh, we've got a uh, a video interview I did with a guy called Philip Juga. Jugla, I'm going to pronounce everybody. Oh, God, it's probably listening. Uh, sorry, Philippe. Uh, he was a lovely guy, really lovely guy, Philippe. He's the uh, president and founder of uh, an NGO called AVPA. And so um, my reason I bring it up is because, uh, so he, they're an NGO and, and they get involved in a number of different areas, um, including coffee. But their angle, right, is to help promote local roasters in their own market so basically people who are roasting for domestic consumption and um i've been doing so much work recently on direct trade you know that you kind of forget that there's other things that you can do with coffee other than export it like drink it yourself and yeah that's <laughs> And uh, so that was a really interesting. It was a really interesting interview. And he's a really he's a really nice, fun guy. I can't wait to meet him. He's got his. Um, they got an award that they do, and the idea is is that they they have an award, and if you win the award, it, it's an ability for you to go back and 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 promote. Like you know, we've got this award, and 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 get a recognition for mm -hmm. having a quality product. Anyway, so I'm going to hopefully go see him in in November in uh, in France when they do their award ceremony. It's basically an excuse. Max to to go to France, and uh, although every time I go to France, I always put on weight because I I go past the patisseries. Yeah, um, yeah, I can um, I can understand. Yeah, French food is so good. Anyway, hey, so hey, there's hey, that. Hey, 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 what? Hey, hey, Italian here. Hey. Oh no no, Italian food's good too. Look, basically, look, I'm British, right? So all our, you know, everybody's food compared to us is <laughs> it's a step up. Hey, you know, right? Italian here, you know. Yeah, That's but you, yeah, but you Italians think that you that the, everything's the best that you do. No, I'm just going to say, it, we know it. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an example of actually where you do something really badly. But actually, you've got pretty good engineering, got very good engineering uh, industry. Yeah, I mean, and I was going to make look, a joke about Fiat. Look, for example, Alfa Romeos. They're they're fantastic. They're as good as uh, cars can be. Briefly, uh, which one? Who? What? Alfa Romeo. Oh, Alfa Romeo. No, yeah. not an Alfa Romeo. Well, I no. had one. <laughs> yeah, and then you got rid of it. Why Why did you sell it? Just because it was okay not sitting in a time bomb. <clears throat> they were, I wanted to upgrade. Because you had to push it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it very good. My step. 
an exercise. That's that's something you can say for it. Yeah, <laughs> and they're very light. They're very light, so it, you know. Very they make it push. easy to push. It's one of the yep. things the salesman pointed out to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and when it breaks down, you can push it very easily. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you see. It's why Italians always push their cars before they buy them. You know, they, they're, they're used to it. Yeah, you, you try. What are you doing? I'm trying for for, for next week. <laughs> why didn't you just take it for a test drive? Ah, you you can drive it too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the Italian haters now. You're supposed to be sticking up for yourself. I got my notes over here, so I'm not looking at you, Max, because I got my notes on the right screen over here. I got two screens, just so you know. I got two screens. I'm feeling I like got, a Wall Street trader. I got three screens now because I'm looking at the phone and I have useless screens here. All and right, my right. notes. My notes on a uh -huh. piece of paper. So, you know. Very analog. Yeah, very I analog. So, so we've got, <laughs> again, so we've got that. We've got that. Uh, so check that out. It'll be on our, I'll do a post. It'll be on our YouTube channel as well. And, uh, and then... But then interestingly, listen to this. So mm -hmm. he's talking about Africa, like local roast in Africa and the African market. And, you mm -hmm. know, some markets in Africa, they're like Ethiopia, where, you know, coffee was born. It was, um, they, they're, they're quite a large market, but other markets, like I think like Nigeria is talking about, like it's very, very small. And in lots of parts of Africa, like when you talk about drinking coffee, you're talking about drinking, you know, like, um, uh, 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 Nescafe, you know, that's, that's your soluble yeah. coffee. So they, there's not a culture in it, but it's, it's trying to boost it. Mm. And, and interestingly, cause I got an Africa theme going on right now. Interestingly, uh, if you Google Nigerian coffee roaster, mm -hmm. what comes up the first hit on Google, at least for me was a website called from coffee with love. And I stumbled upon across this website completely separately from this conversation, mm -hmm. right? Looking at African coffee. And I, I got hooked reading the story. Such an interesting story about this British Nigerian guy. Mm -hmm. And he goes out and he's a British Nigerian guy and he's working for, I think, the UN or something. And he's mm -hmm. packing his day job, right? And he goes out to, to Cape Town and opens a coffee shop. And it's his story. And his name's Lamine. And I've now had, so I, I contact, I reached out as I do, you know, and, and said, Hey, Lamine, <laughs> you know, we'll have a chat. And, um, and he, he obliged me and we started talking and he's such a gentleman and he's one of these guys that dresses so sharply, you know, that immediately I look at him the way he's dressed and he doesn't just dress sharply for his photographs. Like you do a video thing with him or whatever, and he's on video and he's talking on video and he's just dressed amazingly. And I, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's, it, it makes me feel very, very bad about myself. I, I feel very inadequate compared to people who actually make an effort in the morning. Like the biggest effort I make is whether I should put on uh, a t-shirt with an insulting dirty slogan on it or one without. Uh, that's, that's about as much as uh, sophisticated as I get in my clothing choice. Um, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> You know where I'm coming from. Like the British people, we we don't. Our my dad's generation, they still dress like my dad. He's ninety. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he 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 he. You know, he doesn't move around particularly easily. 
but he still manages to dress immaculately every day. You know, it's a thing. It's a standard. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. Um, but so let me, my, sorry, go on. I, I had my grandpa was doing the same. Was, uh, you know, he would be wearing a jacket. You know, yeah. If he's going out, oh, I'm wearing a jacket. Yeah. Just it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, We've it's, it's good. It's, I was kind of brought up something like that. I mean, not to wear a jacket, but to, to dress decently if you're going to the shops, for example. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't be, I, I would be kind of put off if, if I, when I see people with onesies uh, in shops, I find it a bit strange. I, I do too. Like the people go in pajamas. I actually yes. know, I've, I've seen occasionally people walk into the shops, into the supermarket with pajamas on. But then and again, you think, you sit down and you stop one second and think, does it really matter? I think it does. I think, where does it end? Where does it end? Then why brush our teeth? You know, why, why wash? Actually, I'm going to come on to washing on next, next week's podcast after this one. I, oh, no, no, no. I've got, a, I've got an absolute corker of a story. But anyway, uh, yeah. No, I think standards matter. Standards matter, you know. <laughs> okay. Got to keep our standards yes. up. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so I'm going to be doing an interview with Lamine. Yep. Uh, you're going to do an interview with him. And, but here's the kicker, right? He's not just this lovely, lovely man who left England and, and went to Cape Town and, and opened a coffee shop. Um, he did all of this. And, and you'll love this, Max, he won the Nobel Peace Prize. He was a Nobel really? Peace Prize. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and doesn't okay. talk about it. Doesn't talk oh. about it. You know? Well, of, co of course he dressed sharply then. And he I, won, I don't he won a million. I don't even know if he's ha if he's hung it. I don't know. Do you get a certificate of achievement that you stick on the wall, or it, um, it must be like a little yeah, there's a medal or something, thing, like a little. Thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mm. bet you he's the kind of guy who's just got that you know in a box somewhere in, in his in his cupboard. Yeah. Anyway, probably. So we got that. So look for it because he's he's a he's a, such a beautiful man. So definitely um, uh, watch out for that interview. And. Uh, and so, so that's all of my, my, my notes. Now I don't know what to say because I'm out of my notes. This is, the, this is obviously the mistake of making notes. You reach the end of the notes and then you think, okay, geez, okay. Well, yeah, we could do that. But how, how about... <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I actually, I, I've sold the Nova Simonelli that I was working on. And, you sold it uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a, it was a nice machine. It was easy to sell, um, uh, and so it's been rehomed to, to to a nice and loving uh, loving house. But uh, in exchange for that, I got a Fiorenzato Bricoletta, which is one of those boxy ones that look like the the Rocket Appartamento. Oh, I love the Rocket boiler. Appartamento look. Yeah, they, they, but, that that one looks amazing. It's a single boiler. With an E61 uh, heat exchanger, group head. Yes, mm. uh, but I need to. Uh, it needs a lot of a lot of love. Uh, but What's it when I finish, spell it for me. Uh, Fiorenzato uh, Bricoletta, uh, B R I C O L E double -T, T A. Wow, I can spell. That's impressive. Oh. Hold on, it tried to give me the volante. I don't want the Volante. I want the Fidio, Far, Furio, what was it again? Fio, 
Fiorenzato. 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 F-I-O. Fiorenzato. I got S-A. it. Yeah, yeah, I found it. Let me have a look. Let's see what this looks like. Oh. I mean, it's quite a... Is that quite, that's quite a modern machine? Or how, how old is that? I think it's from the 90s. Or so, yeah, 90s, I think. So oh. it could be it's 30 nice. years old. Can you replace... It's got plastic handles, though. Can you replace yeah. it with wood or, or something? I mean... Of course you can. They're all the same. I don't understand this thing. But, I mean, look at that. And then you look at the Rocket Appartamento. And then you look at the whatever, any other, the ECM Synchronica or whatever yeah, else. They're all the same. <laughs> they hey, all this, like, is an, this is an expensive machine. They're all the same box. It just this changes what's inside. Machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well... Yeah. Does this have? So, look, I can't. I don't have a high resolution picture of it. I've got, that I've got doesn't have it. much. It has just a pump and a heat exchanger. But I, I think it's a vibrating pump, uh, not a not a rotary yeah. pump, right? No. Vibration pump. The the rotary pump takes too much space. But anyway, I'm planning to to um, tune that up with uh, with some Arduino encoding and uh, put some pre infusion and. Uh, uh, you program on the Arduino. Oh yeah. Are you really? Yeah, it's easy. What Python coding? Uh, no, 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 no. It's a Arduino code. It's just uh, the, the standard. It's all. Wait, own. what am I thinking of? I'm not thinking of the Arduino. I'm thinking of the um, what's the British uh, version of the Arduino? It's really uh, popular. Became even more popular than the Arduino. Raspberry Pi. The Raspberry Pi. Yeah, thank it's you. It's the same code. It's the same language, I think. Mm, Raspberry Pi no. is, is definitely Python. I'm, I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm, I'm almost a thousand percent. Like uh, okay, it's, it's Python. Never done Python, so I I, I do yeah. it as much easier. Yeah. Uh, so you know, how does the Arduino? How, what what do you do with the Arduino? Because because well, so if if you think you 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 can put, for example, a series of relays. And um, you can control with the Arduino board. You can then control the, the pump. You can start it and stop it whenever you want. You can program that. You can control the, you can have a PID if you want. You can even make your own PID uh -huh. if you like. Uh, you yeah. can put, um, you can put a, a control to, to do the pre-infusion or, uh, or for example, what I'm thinking of is uh, to have two different circuits, one for high pressure and one for low pressure. For the pre-infusion, mm -hmm. and if you're really fancy, you could you could even have uh, uh, I, I could even try to find uh, pressure monitors and uh, adjust uh, adjust valves for flow and uh, back pressure, so that uh -huh. you can have a profile like in the uh, what do you call it in the descent. Yeah, not as precise, but why well, not? So I, I get how the PID might work. And I realize there's probably an awful lot of people that don't know what an Arduino is on here, but basically well, actually, an Arduino is a, small, is a small circuit board that you can program. And it's very, very easy to program. And it's very cheap. They're like literally a few dollars, what, $13, something like that. The one I'm, uh, I need for these is probably around yeah, 30, but st yeah, still. Okay. They're, anyway, they're, they're very cheap. It depends on how much functionality and processing power yeah. you want Wi-Fi on there and these different things. But basically it's these tiny little boards with a massive amount of functionality, but there's no like software load. You don't get Windows on it or anything like that. There's nothing on it basically except the Arduino. 
uh, base operating mm-hmm. system, which is tiny. It's a few K kilobytes in size. Yeah. And you can connect into it from a computer and then um, give it instructions. And it's got a controller board. So then it it will run the programs that you want it to do. And people typically, typical use cases, the, the way people use these things are for things like controlling your home lighting or your, your you know, those mm-hmm. sorts of things. Um, but also controlling your internal network and maybe switching off your router at certain times and, and that kind of stuff. You know, if you've got kids and you want them to do their homework after, you know, seven o'clock, um, it can control that kind of stuff. So basically, but it, it's also got an ability to, yeah, to, with different interfaces. And I believe it's got different serial interfaces, yes. which means that you can, you can plug them into machines, like physical machines, as opposed to just, over Wi-Fi. And so I could totally understand how you could create an interface to a uh, thermometer. And I'm going to use a very basic language here because it's probably mm-hmm. getting it wrong. But the, the, you've got those accurate thermometers for a PID that you put directly into the boiler as opposed yep. to the mechanical lumps of metal that expand and contract, which comes as standard on a lot of the old machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can understand totally how you could do that. But how the hell do you control something where you're, you, know, you talked about like the controlling the pressure of the pump. And so how would you control something physical? Like there must be That's some. Actually, it's easier than, than the temperature because with the temperature, you need to write a program that self-learn or that at least um, you set the temperature and then it adjusts it in, in real time, which is uh, actually more complicated than uh, say, for example, uh-huh. oh, I want to have... Um, um, bless you. <laughs> I want to have um, um, I don't know uh, five seconds uh, pre-infusion and uh, thirty seconds extraction. You just punch mm-hmm. in the numbers and it will do it for you. And the pressure you can actually have it, for example, with a piezoelectric um, measurement uh, with a piezoelectric uh, sensor. Like oh. oh. Okay, the piezoelectric, that's where you have a crystal, right? You have a quartz crystal, like in a Mm -hmm. watch or something like that, right? Which is why they call quartz watches. And and the amazing thing about piezoelectric, I have to say stuff like this because it makes me look much smarter than I am when I know something. (laughs) But the piezoelectric uh, mechanism, which I believe was invented by by Seiko, was certainly popularized by Seiko uh, back in the day. Um, it's, it's uh, certain, like the quartz crystals have this property, which is when you compress them, they put out a small amount of electric electricity, right? Mm-hmm. But yep. equally, if you put electricity into them, they expand, right? They, 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 they grow. And so that's how quartz watches work because you basically send a pulse of electricity in and it pulses and, and moves the mechanism, mm-hmm. um, or that actually controls the mechanism, moves the mechanism, it controls the mechanism because it's a very consistent and therefore very accurate for timekeeping. So basically y- you can use a mechanism like that inside the, 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 the machine to control pressure and, 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 and flow rate. You could potentially, you can do that. You can, there are flow controllers <clears throat> uh, that you can have. Uh, there are uh, flow speed controllers, but they, they are incredibly expensive. So I wouldn't use something like that. Mm. Um, or uh, much more simple, you have, um, for example, a, a needle valve and you yeah. calibrate it. You calibrate the flow so you know that yeah. your back pressure at those points is 
I don't know, 5, 10, 11, uh, 55, whatever. You do uh -huh. the calibration curve and then you set, you set your points. And you already know how much you need to turn the, the needle valve. So you can use a servo to do that. Oh, use a servo motor. Of course. Yeah. Because you know exactly where the servo motor is. Yeah. And uh, you, you can do that. So, if, for example, you, if you want to have the same profile in a Slayer-like mode, if you want, yeah. you can do it like that. Well, the needle valve, what ECM and others use, I mean, they're very simple mechanisms when you look at the breakdown. Actually, we did a review of the ECM Synchronica <clears throat> on the site. And in there, I've got a, I think I've got a diagram of how the needle valve flow control works and when once you understand it it's actually like oh it's that's really simple <laughs> you know it's really simple yeah. what is it like a tap it's like a tap you know <laughs> yeah so you turn it on and off it's like it's, it sounds so complicated like you know how it's like i actually don't understand why more companies don't put flow control into their machines there must be a reason maybe you think they they need it's to upsell their more expensive machines or it's unnecessary well, for most people that don't want to do it. Yeah, for most people, it's unnecessary. It will just create more confusion. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> think of a complete newcomer that buys a coffee machine to make coffee, and um, he's presented with something that has flow control and temperature control. And I mean, by the time that he gets around, his head around the, the whole thing, he's going to be sick yeah. of coffee because he's not, never going to get anything decent. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You'll actually make worse coffee as a result and blame the machine. Yeah. And yeah. you want you want simplicity. Also, how 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 much more complicated is the coffee machine and how much more likely it is that it's gonna break? Because well, one of the things those needle the valves. Those needle valves. I mean, I suppose you can get lime scale on them, but but you know, it blocks them up a little bit. But you know, they're they're pretty simple. True. But how much are they? They had hundreds of euros. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a lot of buyers. I can 3D print one of those, though. I wonder what, actually, I don't know what kind of materials you can 3D print with. And obviously, you know, you can print plastic. Uh, no. Can you, you print, can't, can't 3D uh, print anything? You can 3D print methods, but they're not as accurate. So they're, they're, they're um, uh, alloys of metal. Make, basically, they're a paste, and then they're, the polymer that makes it a paste evaporates and uh, it becomes metal. It's not as hard as metal and uh, it's very porous. Uh. So it's okay for pieces that you want to, you know, just to have a look at, but it's not good for structural. Uh, if you want to do something structural, you have to machine it or to, to make it as make it. And if you machine it, the uh. prices go skyrocket. Yeah. You know, it's going to change, right? I know a guy, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to say, so I'm going to like make it a little mysterious sounding, but I know a guy, I know, I know this guy who's uh, mining all sorts of, um, he's kind of got a mining and technologies business, but he mines all sorts of rare earth metals and things. And, and, but part of what he, he does is he's building, uh, he's building, um, he's, he's managing to extract uh, valuable metals from the tailings. So you know what tailings are? No. The tailings are the leftovers. Like so, when you when you're when you're um, when you're extracting metal from uh, from the raw material, uh, you, you have a, a certain efficiency that you can you mm -hmm. can get. 
and then there's always stuff left over. And so you can imagine that there's mountains of the stuff left over, which is too expensive to process to get that residual amount of, of, of metal out. Anyway, so his business is to take those tailings and, and they're called tailings, to take those tailings and then process them with a more efficient method. Mm -hmm. But he's putting it into, um, his plan is building these three, these, these giant 3D printers that will print car bodies. And what he's extracting is, um, I believe, titanium. Uh, so it's going to be these really lightweight cars. So basically, the idea is he's going to make these really lightweight bodies, but he can do it cheap enough because his extraction, because he gets the tailings for free and mm -hmm. they've already been mined. So you, you can imagine, right? What a great business model. It's like going along and, and you've just got this mountain of waste that governments don't want, you know, just lying around. The government said, please take it for, for nothing because it's just an eyesore. And he goes, mm -hmm. thanks very much. Scoops up all this stuff. So he's now got all this free material and you process it. And he puts it into so he's now got so the and the processing is pretty cheap. So I think then the next phase of his giant cunning plan to take over the world was then to make these three D three D printers to print car bodies. Mm. So I reckon um, the technology is coming. So uh, if he can if he can do that, it's just a matter of time before I can print my my flow control valve, mate. <laughs> or you can get it machined or already or already done or already made. <laughs> there is something to be said about having something that's beautifully machined. Yeah, it looks nice. <laughs> it, I, well, you know how I feel. I'm, I, there's got to be a word for this. We have to look it up. There's got to be a word for a person who likes the feel of something. I go. I'm very tactile. And, you know, this is why I have an issue buying clothing or anything online it's because i have to feel it like mm. if, I, if i'm buying sheets i will always buy my sheets i want to feel my sheets you know because a lot of the sheets people can say well it's a 400 thread count or a 1000 thread count but it just it, it's not enough information you've got to go and feel it if it's been put together really well really a really high thread count sheet in a bed sheet will be beautiful and smooth and 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 the same way something may be metal two things may be metal but one metal might be a cheap alloy and you feel it and you just feel disgusting and dirty when you touch it because you just know you've touched something just cheap and horrible and was made to a price point by a set of accountants debating in a boardroom as to how they can get this thing out the door at the cheapest possible price right mm -hmm. that's your one machine and another machine will be from somebody who loves and has a passion and wants to build something he's proud of you know and you can't necessarily always tell that by pictures. You've got to go and touch the thing. True, true, true. Yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't know you did the Arduino thing. So that's really, uh, that's, that's really something. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've done it during my postdoc. I've done some um, some designing of some samplers, air samplers. So I've done some automation here and there. Ah. And uh, well, you know. Yes. You know, you know that, that, that now that I know you have all these additional skills, I'll be thinking of ideas of all favors that you can do me in the <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll just be thinking all the time. I'll be like, wow, Max, build yeah. me, build me a coffee machine that, you know, that brings the cup up to me. Like I need a robot. I actually do want a robot. Uh, no. Uh, no, I want a robot, man. I want to, I want a proper, like a proper robot, like out of that, uh, lost in space the original lost in space not the one on netflix at the moment yes but then, then you wouldn't have the the tactile thing of making the coffee you wouldn't have the you know 
you wouldn't be making coffee. You would be, you would, I mean, you would be buying a, a gadget a video, a fully yeah. automatic one. Uh, you've got a point there. You got me there. I do like the making the coffees. Also, funny enough, this was the conversation. I don't want to give away too much, but this is the conversation I had with Lamine was about philosophy and, and coffee making and how it's important. Everything in my life is so fast. You know, I run these businesses and I, and I run around and I, I do lots of stuff and, and it's all about how efficient I can be fast, 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 next thing, next thing, next thing. But you know what? When I make my coffee in the morning, I actually want to slow it down. I don't want to make it fast. I want to make it slow. I want to turn the machine on. It takes 10 minutes to warm up. That's great. Right. <laughs> it's great. I'm going to start thinking about the coffee. I'm going to anticipate the coffee. I'm going to get my scales out. I'm going to think about whether the coffee I had yesterday needs, I need an adjustment on it. I'm going to look and be, look at my notes, look at my grinder, maybe take some grinds out. You know, I, I, the whole thing gets me thinking about coffee in the morning. So I'm not thinking about work and other stuff. And mm-hmm. it's a routine and a process a bit like, I mean, I'm, I'm now going to, I'm not going to dismay and, and disgust every, you know, Japanese person out there, but it's a bit like the tea ceremony, right? So, last for me, for Japanese, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So, well, but you know what I mean? It's like they could just pour a cup of tea, right? <laughs> Job that's done. What they do. Give them a tetley. <laughs> give them, a, give them, a, give them a, a cup of tetley and, and, and ask what all the fuss about. But they don't want to do that. God, you're a savage. <laughs> no, I'm I'm saying that they're right. And, and there's something about the making of the tea ceremony. It's not about how quickly you can make a cup of tea. The point of the tea ceremony is that uh, you celebrate the encounter. And uh, even if it's the same person, the, the, the encounter doesn't come across the same way twice. That's uh-huh. why it's always a ceremony. When when you when you meet someone, what is it they say that you can never put you can put your hands in the same river, but it's not the, it's never the same river or something like that. You, you, can can never... bathe, you cannot bathe twice in the same river. Yeah, yeah. So every so is that what it's about? The ceremony is about yeah. is about the, the 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 greeting, the meeting, the engagement. Yes, oh, yeah, it's uh, it, you 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 celebrating uh, the, the meet meeting someone. So it's a, it's a form of respect to uh, to, to the other person. Uh, I'm seriously thinking about retiring three months a year in Japan. Not even joking, seriously thinking about it, going up to the mountains somewhere. I love Japan. I've been out there maybe six times, eight times. Never been to Japan, actually, myself. I would love it. But I'm not sure I would love to live there. I'm not sure I would want to live there, though. Why? As I said, three months out of the year, I'd go in April or possibly in autumn. But April, you've got um, the cherry blossom season. Sakura trees are all blossoming and it's it's beautiful. Uh, the Japanese people are great. Uh, I really, I really like the Japanese people and they're very um, enduring. And, and I, I, there's a lot of things I respect about them. They're also totally racist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, and, and that is a statement of fact, uh, because I think the Japanese Japan is my, uh, is my, my spirit, my spirit town. Like that's where I want to be. Like it's where my heart is, but yes, I will but never, be Japanese. I will never, I'll be with Gaijin. Um, and I will always be Gaijin. Uh, and I will never, no matter how much I live there, no matter how much I speak the language, 
I will never fit in and I will never be invited to a bathhouse. And I, I get that. That's, that's, that's okay. Um, they, they've got their ceremony. Talking of their ceremonies, let's take this down a level. Let's take this down to the gutter for just a second because yep. any country that can that can carry a giant and now i am being totally serious here and there's like a bit of a a, a, a penis alert coming here so anybody that doesn't like the word penis uh has to dial out now <laughs> but uh, you already mentioned it twice <laughs> yeah, no, too late <laughs> but they 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 carry they've got a ceremony once a year where they carry a giant penis down the mountain the fertility mm -hmm. ceremony so um, and, and you see the pictures, you can look this up, fertility ceremony, Japan, and all of these monks basically carry this enormous, heavy penis down from one temple to another temple, stopping on the way to drink sake and getting completely wasted. But their, their, their objective is to try to get the penis into the, into the, the other, uh, temple without getting so drunk that they fall over. And isn't that a Saturday night in the UK? <laughs> <laughs> maybe in Manchester, but not in the area that I live in, actually. I don't know. Maybe I think that's, uh, that's pretty <laughs> much it. It, it comes up to crafting. I think I know some, some boys up in Manchester that may well fit the bill. Uh, <laughs> Brian, I'm talking about you. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah uh and then then the then the, the 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 way the path is lined but thousands of supporters women and children all with penis shaped lollipops and ice creams all waving you know how many other countries will do that this is this is a crazy i don't place. think many but they, they are crazy they i like are. them because they're crazy yeah, that's my point. I love Japan. I love Japan completely. All right. You know, so, you know what I like as well? This is a podcast. We talk about coffee. Exactly. Coffee. I was about to say, you know what I like as well? Coffee. What's that? <laughs> coffee. I like coffee. <laughs> I love, I love the coffee. Well, the Japanese. Can, can you hear that, by the way? Sorry. Is, can you hear that in the background or not? A little bit. What, what, what is it? What is it? Spill the beans. Uh, it, it's, it's, well, it, it's the hoovering. Someone's hoovering down the steps. Oh, um, how dare I they? Well, I hoovered earlier, but clearly I didn't do a good enough job. <laughs> They're going back and, and hoovering over the bits that I've hoovered, presumably <laughs> incompetently. Nick, you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's that sort of subtle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anyway. how long into the, this, this uh, podcast now? I think we're on our second day. Uh, uh, I think we are, we've been going for a couple of hours. You had hair when you started this podcast, Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been an interesting one, though. I, I have to say, you know, I, 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 really, I really like talking to you about the Arduino stuff in particular. We're definitely going to talk more about that. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so. The coffee that we are reviewing this week. This was a yes. bit of a cheat because we reviewed them before, which was been been smitten. Uh, we didn't review this particular coffee before. It was a Honduras. Yes. 
the Honduras. And I, I tell you why I chose the Honduras. It wasn't because the, the description wowed me. Uh, it's because I'm thinking to go to Honduras and I thought I'd better drink some of that coffee so I could say, oh yeah, you know, drunk your, oh, drunk your coffee. I drunk your coffee like, that, you know, like, like they're going to care. <laughs> wow. You've had some of our coffee. Hey, <laughs> why don't you have dinner with me tonight? Uh, yeah. I think that's going to be unlikely, but somehow I just felt <laughs> it felt wrong to go to Honduras to visit the coffee farms and having not drunk their coffee. So true. So I wanted to order this 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 coffee. This coffee. Mm -hmm. I'm saying the American way. Coffee. What? This coffee. Oh wow. Yeah. This yeah. Is the American. Yeah. Well, I was in America five years. Um, uh, and I'm sorry. Uh, no, I love that. I've got great friends. I was in the Midwest. I was in Iowa. And now everyone goes. Why? Even the Americans. Go, yeah, I know. That's what the Americans say. They were like, "What? You were in Iowa." Why, you know, why didn't you go to New York or this, that, and the other? And that is a story that I'm not willing to disclose. But I have few secrets, Max, but that is going to my grave. And and uh, mm -hmm. no, they were lovely people, though. And I, I went back a few years ago uh, to, to sort of like one of those reunion things. Yeah. And the thing about Iowa is the, the people are, are very genuine. You know, they're, they're, they're just very... They're very nice. Everyone's very friendly, like, but genuinely friendly, not the sort of the fake friendly you get in some big cities. They're, 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 they're just nice people doing their thing. And I, I, it's very refreshing. It's very nice. Um, so anyway, so Honduras coffee, I, I very helpfully put a page up with their, with the details of this coffee so I could read it and sound slick. Uh, you were like, just gaining some time there. You were stalling me. <laughs> I was totally stalling. I still can't find it. Oh, damn it. Uh, I'm gonna, I, it's all right, because I can, I can... Oh, here it is. Oh, geez, it's got one of those names that I can't pronounce. I'm totally convinced that anybody from, you know, one of these Central or South American countries that hears me try to pronounce their coffees just puts their head in their hands and cries a little every time I do a pronunciation. But it is the Honduras Alta, Altos... Let me start that again. Okay, let that bit out. The Honduras Altos de Arapucar single origin coffee beans. Arup but you didn't Arapucar? do the hand thing. Is it Arap Arapuca or Arapucha? I don't know, but I wouldn't say it three times because you might be awakening the, the ancient one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Indiana Jones had that problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think of myself a little bit like Indiana Jones, you know. I'm like a, the Indiana Jones of coffee. Ooh, that sounds good. Wow. I mean, I'm obviously not, but in my mind, I can be anything I want to be. My mom said I could be anything I want I could be, you know? So uh, what, did you th what did you think? I liked it. Um, so it was apparently, it was supposed to have nuts, flavors in it. And uh, I was able to actually uh, dial it in, in, um, Three shots. So the third shot, actually, I, I, I actually wrote perfect. Uh, so I made um, 18 grams in a bottomless portafilter. And uh -huh. I, I got a, a good, a good uh, pour, and it was uh, very buttery and creamy. So it was it was quite um, quite textured. I, I liked it. I, I mean, to be honest, I've, I've personally, I've ordered another one from Bean Smitten. 
And uh, I noticed that consistently, their coffees are very easy to dial in and very easy to make. They're very nice coffees. I really, really mm. like them. Mm. Um, this one was, yeah, very thick, buttery, and um, I, I'm writing here that uh, there was definitely nuts and like light chocolate, so I want to say Nutella. <laughs> Uh, but there was a little bit of initial ah, acidity, but yeah. um, it wasn't unpleasant. It wasn't uh, too acidic. Recently, actually, I think you've been you've you've been behaving. I, I think I'm managing to to change you a little bit somehow mm -hmm. <laughs> to, into getting the new coffee. More... Sorry, have you not received new coffee yet? I have, and it's not very very acidic. So, oh, is, it, is it not? No. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, okay, I was trying to swing a little bit the other way because we, I've given a lot of, um, a lot of these, these less acidic coffees. Yeah, but, but that's I'd okay. To get something. But that's okay. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, I, it's funny when you're utterly disgusted by something, it makes for an interesting podcast. True. True. I can I can work on my disgusted face if you want. <laughs> no, this so, was actually so anyway, nice. you, you liked uh, it. Yes, very much so. One thing I was unable to do, if I remember correctly, I'm I'm actually going through my um notes. Uh, it was um, difficult to make it into an uh, americano. It was getting a bit uh, very diluted. You were you were losing the the flavors a little bit. It mm -hmm. wasn't as consistent. Probably because you need to put a lot more coffee in it. That's something that I've seen in most of the coffees that we're trying. When you make mm -hmm. an espresso, sorry, an, an americano, or, or when you add the hot water on it, you really need to like crank it up with twenty one grams or so. Um, but fine grindings. They were amazing on these, and uh, I've used also a lot the Paros grinder, which was quite funny to use because it makes a hell of a mess. Uh, it took right. me about every time I use it, it makes it makes so, so much of a mess that I, I never want to use it again. And then I use it again, and then I remembered why I didn't. Like, is it static or something on there? What, it's why is it static? It's because uh, everything is plastic in there. Yeah, yeah. So it starts to pour and it's fine. And when you reach a certain point where it's the double, probably the double coffee point, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, everything starts to go up again. So instead of dropping the coffee into the porta filter, you drop the coffee into the porta filter and it bounces back and it sticks to the to the grinder. To the plastic covering or the grinder, yeah. and to everything right. else around. And um, I have been shouted at that a few times by my wife. Because do you have a? Do you keep a little paintbrush next to the thing? Because that's what I do. Is I, I have a little paintbrush, and then I just I brush it yes. all down and brush but, it off the uh, to deal that, with. It. Yes, but that paintbrush was was pretty much like planting petunias around a nuclear power plant to put uh -huh. it. In perspective, yeah, I understand. It was too messy. It was beyond <laughs> it was that. A bit useless. <laughs> Got you. Got you. But uh, yeah, so this one was very nice. I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, it was um, there was a little bit of acidity, but I couldn't quite tell what um, what kind of uh, acidity. Also, I don't know if they actually write tasting notes or not in their um, bags. 
because I don't I haven't I haven't copied anything in it in here so I'm not sure that no you have to look on their website and okay. they, they tell you on their website uh, a little bit more um, it's a matter of interest what did you think how do you compare it to the because we we reviewed their revive which we loved yes uh, I think I had the revive too long ago to remember it, but I think they're quite comparable. This is probably a little more of a of a brighter roast. I have the I have another batch of uh, revive. So much I liked it. Well, I haven't. Yeah. Yet. It's good, isn't it? It's good. Yes, very nice. I, I haven't opened that one yet, but I have gone through uh, another one from them again, which is the Brazil Pedra Blanca, which is similar to these. Uh huh. And uh, it's another one that is very, very nice. It's extremely nice. Oh, Darren's doing a good job. Yeah, very, very much so. I, I uh, really enjoyed it. I want to try and get down and see him one of these days, you know, if he lets me. I want to try and pop down there and, um, and uh, see his setup. But uh, he's, I, think he's doing a, I think he's doing a really great job. And I'm sure, you know, the thing is, when someone does a really great job at something, they make it look easy. Yeah, but the reality is, is that there's a lot of hard work that goes into making something look easy. And, yeah, um, I see one thing actually, also in the other one uh, that that says clementines, milk chocolate, hazelnuts. Um, all of the beans meat and they are very creamy. And one thing that I remember is that all of them give tiger stripes when you when you extract. It's very yeah. easy to get tiger stripes on a, on a coffee machine, which means that. I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> it looks great. What do you, you feel like you're getting something, you're getting something. Well, it could be, I don't know. I like, I know very little about the roasting process. I'm, I'm actually reading up a lot on it now at the moment, but, um, but I know that he must be doing something about his roasting e either that, or he's getting his beans, you know, he's getting his beans, maybe they're better beans and he's doing an okay job roasting. I suspect having had an intensive 10-minute uh, conversation with him, <laughs> I suspect that he's the kind of person who has a fanatical attention to detail. Very possible. So I think that's possible. That's, that's going into the results here. Yeah. yeah. I think that all of, all of his coffees, actually, they, they have these, um, this kind of underlining thing of chocolate and uh, being very, very creamy, very... Um, thick when when they pour out i don't know if you if, if you've noticed that bit yeah i, I do it's a, to me that like you know we talked earlier on the podcast about texture like touching mm -hmm. but yeah. it's also the same thing with taste i hate a thin coffee well, unless i'm having like a pour over right when it's yeah, meant okay. to be that way you know uh but if i'm having an espresso a thin espresso to me is i just want to spit it out preferably in the face of the person that made it for me you know i, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> no, I, there has been there are occasions there's coffees made for me that i literally want to throw it back in their face like what do you call this like if i was like a, if i was a banker for goldman sachs that's exactly what i would do you know how much i get paid how much do you i had someone say that from goldman sachs can i just tell you I had uh -huh. someone say that to me, yeah, on the underground. He threw a beer can on the on the on the floor. Three of them, these 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 people threw beer cans on the floor on the underground. I picked it up and I was like, "Hey, what do you think you're doing?" And they're like, "Oh, look at you, look at you," because I was dressed kind of scruffily. You know, we talked about dressing. Uh, I was dressed kind of scruffy, and they're like, "Yeah, what are you going to do?" And I'm like, you know, it was all a bit like that, right? And then at one point, they actually said to me, 
we work for Goldman Sachs. Do you know how much money we make? Oh man, I swear. I don't care. There were three of them. They were smaller than me. I could have taken them out, but, but you know, cameras everywhere now. And apparently it's not okay to hit people. Um, frowned upon. But, but, but I felt like there should be exceptions. There should be in our constitution. If someone shouts, do you know how much I get paid? I work for X bank. I think you should be, I think it should be within your rights to hit them. I think it should be, even you should be obligated. I think it's an obligation. Or you should get the footage and uh, have, have them fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I should have taken a video of it. Well, you know what the thing is? they probably would have got a promotion. Jerks. <laughs> probably. Anyway, um, I did notice, I did, I did notice, uh, I did notice uh, the, um, the, the texture is very important to me. And, and I loved, I loved the texture. And I have, I like only had two coffees um, from, from being smitten, but both of them had really lovely texture. And that's really important for me. And I'm, I sometimes pull long. Uh, that is to say, if I'm putting 16 grams in, I might not stop at 32 grams. I might go crazy and go push to 40 grams or something oh, wow. like that. Such I know, call me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, it's against the rules. Um, but uh, but uh, but I'll do that, and 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 I still want the texture to be there because I want to retain as much texture. Sometimes I feel it's necessary, uh, it mm -hmm. just to get all the flavors out and, and to get a balance, right? Because the reason a coffee is balanced is because is because and I'm sure everybody knows this, but but the the first part of the extraction has one set of flavors to it and then the middle part is another set of flavors in the upper part, and they balance each other out so the mm -hmm. idea is you want to be pulling your shot long enough that your acidity is is balanced out with your bitterness and everything else so sometimes you just whether i it's because i've done it wrong or because that's the way it's meant to be you just need to pull a little bit longer in order yeah. to get the, the balance yeah. But if I do that, I'm pulling longer, and the result is I've got a thin coffee, then I'm disappointed anyway, no matter what the taste is like. And so what I'm really looking for, I'm really looking for that, 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 and I'm not necessarily talking about tons of crema. I'm talking, talking about good texture. And, uh, and, and, and so this one from the Honduras, from, from my end, the Honduras, um, I don't think was as good for me. Well, no, that's not the right way of putting it. The taste wasn't as much to me, uh, wasn't as good wasn't as much my taste as um, as this espresso blend, uh, I have to say. But it was a very it's sort of a very basic. It wasn't a complex coffee, and I kind of like the challenge of going after different flavors. And they basically what here's what they say about it. They say uh, organic, which is great. Uh, medium bodied coffee with a buttery mouthfeel, and I totally agree with all of that. Um, all gr uh, a great all day brew, milk chocolate, and hints of orange. So that's basically it. Milk, chocolate, and hints of orange. And that's what you get. So yes. don't be complaining that I can't pull out something or this or something that it's, you know, that's what you're getting. And, 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 and you, you definitely get it. Um, so for me, I definitely, I think I prefer other coffees from him as well mm -hmm. uh, that I've had, but, but, uh, but I certainly enjoyed drinking it. And the texture was, was, was on point as they always have been from, uh, from Darren. The texture is always on point. They always feel like good coffees to drink. Yeah, this is very nice, yes. But, and I, I actually have a couple of numbers here, and, and I do pull long. 
because I have 15 grams in 57 grams. Very good. I actually, I actually took notes this week. I mean, last week I didn't take any notes, and I we couldn't. I couldn't talk wow. about it. I actually took notes. Um, you go first, and I'll pull up my notes. What did you? What did you? What did you pull? Well, I I did 15 grams in 57, which uh -huh. uh, was uh, uh, was a mess. <laughs> Because there was, uh, <laughs> was great example, Max. Way to go. Yeah. It was the only one that I measured afterwards, and uh, I made uh, yeah, I made a I made a, a hash of it because it was watery, bitter, and uh, needed to grind finer. <laughs> it was channeling mm -hmm. and flow. It was the second shot, but then I've done eighteen grams in forty-five grams, and uh, there was a lot, of, quite a bit of acidity. Um, and I lost the nuts in that case. So you do need to pull it longer because otherwise yeah. it's overwhelming acidity from the, from the yeah. orange. It's funny you say that. Um, I feel less stupid now because I'm looking at my notes and that's exactly, I, I pulled the, the, the smallest pull I did was 38 from a 20. And, mm -hmm. um, and then I went as high as 52 from 20.5 grams. And I was getting much better results. I even did 23 grams in and 49 out. And that's where I started to hit the sweet spot. Um, so, so yeah, and I was putting just longer. I was putting more coffee and putting longer. But I needed the more coffee for myself because I like that. I like that. I, I actually wrote beautiful, thick body, river and mouthfeel. Problem is I talk to my, my spreadsheet when I'm doing it because I obviously can't, I don't want to type it. I'm doing it on my phone. And ah. I have to go and translate what it says. So it says, I actually wrote this. It says, uh, a much nicer result, beautiful body, thick river and mouthfeel. Okay. Um, I'm sure I meant by river. River. What would river be? Thick beaver? River. Thick. <laughs> Why <Well, I don't laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, sweetness on the first taste with an acidic follow-through, small amount of bitterness. And so that's really it. So, yeah, I, I, this is one you have to put more, a lot more. I think for me, I put more coffee in, uh, pulled it longer, and I, and I got a, and I actually did get a, I mean, thinking about it now, I did get a very nice result. I just personally prefer a little bit more complexity in my coffees. All right. Yeah. But it's, um, it uh, you know, one thing that we should point out is that it looks like both of us are, you know, going in the same direction. So there might yeah. be some science behind it, you know? Yeah. We should, buy, we should buy shares in being smitten and then not tell anybody and just keep promoting them. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, you recorded that, didn't you? <laughs> I edited it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hush, hush. yeah. No, I reckon I hold on a second though. I've got I've got where's my notes? Because I talk about this next week. What? Because it's been like two days we've been talking already. Yes. And and uh, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. I'm gonna see you. We can't even pretend this anymore. I'm gonna see you in 30 seconds when we do next week's podcast. <laughs> Which is great. Have a great day, Max. Have a great, have a great thirty seconds. You too. <laughs> How long have we been talking for? I don't know. I, I think a, a lot. I think that was quite a long one. Yeah, I think it was probably two hours.